Hi and welcome back to the Leading Language and Literature podcast with me, Chris Jordan. In this episode, I'm talking to Benita Chick. Benita is the CEO and founder of Encompass, a social enterprise in Hong Kong which supports different social causes and NGOs financially, as well as advocating for how sustainable development goals can be better implemented in businesses and schools. Benita is also a board member at Kelly Support Group and Youth Arch Foundation, Education Director of Pink Alliance, mentor for HKUST Head Start, and a mentor at the Resolve Foundation here in Hong Kong. I was lucky enough to hear Benita speak earlier this year and was overjoyed to gain a conversation with her in light of the constant desire to make MYP English as authentic as possible by integrating and exploring the UN's Sustainable Development Goals. We discussed the extent to which Hong Kong people are aware or unaware of the SDGs, Benita's opinion regarding whether there is a hierarchy in the city in terms of which SDGs need to be addressed more often or immediately, how schools can go about reviewing or auditing the way in which they are engaging with the SDGs, any lesser known but pressing issues that the city is facing in relation to a few of the sustainable development goals that schools might be able to highlight in their curriculum, routes young people can take to become more involved in service, and finally, after the 2030 deadline set by the UN, where Benita feels the world will go from there when it comes to setting sustainable goals. This was a succinct and in-depth discussion for someone like me who is on talking terms with the SDGs but would really benefit from speaking to those who work with or advise on the SDG targets on a regular basis. Thank you to Benita for providing just that as well as plenty of resources and extra reading that I will link to in the show notes. If you want to be kept up to date on when educational chat like this happens, then be sure to subscribe to the podcast and or follow me on Twitter at ChrisJordanHK. Okay, Benita. So um, I, I actually saw a uh, a report released by I think it's it's got a really long name, but it's something like the Hong Kong Sustainable Development Goals Network or, or something like that. But essentially, um, they they did a study in two thousand and eighteen, I think it was, and they called up a load of people between the ages of fifteen to thirty in the city to to ask them to what extent they'd heard of the Sustainable Development Goals from the UN, and they found that only one in seven people between age 15 to 30 had had heard about them. Obviously, in your experience as a public speaker and, and, and a philanthropist and an advocate for a number of different things, including the SDGs, um, to what extent do you think the city is still unaware of these goals and targets in, in 2023? Uh, so now we are 2023. The research was 2018. Uh, I would say now uh, a lot of university are promoting the SDGs uh, because SDG is one of the university uh, ranking matrix. So the university are trying to push that in the curriculum or um, in terms of the community service. Uh, also, in the last few years, there are more uh, companies that incorporate SDG goal in the uh, company report. Uh, so, for example, a New World Development, a local property company now mentioned SDG. 
Uh, and in the international school, I think SDG are quite uh, widely uh, promoted. But I would say the local, local school, uh, the one which follow the local curriculum in Hong Kong, I think the awareness is still not quite there because uh, SDG are not part of the official uh, curriculum. So um, I would say uh, if I would have guessed, and also I think this also depending on your social class or your uh, industry, mm. uh, you're in the local, lower economic class, maybe you don't have that uh, knowledge because the government don't widely promote it. It's not a very high profile in like in terms of like maybe just like public campaign or in the in, in the TV. So I, I would say in Hong Kong, I would say um I would guess maybe now uh, 40% of the people know about the SDG. Uh, but I think that if those people are aware of the SDG, mostly they heard about SDG, they know something like this exists. But if you ask them actually what are those goals or uh, what are the targets of those goals, uh, I think uh, uh, some of them are still quite unaware of it. But I think definitely the statistics has increased from that 2018 that maybe uh, I would say three or four out of four, seven people now would know about the SDGs. Mm. That's interesting what you mentioned a moment ago, Benita, about, so you said that it affects the ranking matrix for the universities. Who's who's in charge of the, the ranking in regard to the ranking matrix? Uh, I, I'm not exactly which, sure, is it the Times ranking or which one, but I think yeah. one of the university ranking uh, now put SDG as one of the uh, one of the uh, matrix. So that's why a lot of the university now, uh, they uh, uh, just as Chinese U, Hong Kong U, UST, they all have SDG program. And uh, when they mention the course objective or the course outline, they would put SDG very explicitly in the course outline, which is uh, uh, changing from what we see five years ago. Yeah. That's very interesting. I think that's, I know a lot of our students are quite, university oriented and and they they obviously want to impress universities as much as possible when it comes to their application i and i i never i didn't know that about the 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 the, the relationship between the sustainable development goals and the university ranking thing surely if if students have had some kind of experience with the sustainable development goals or service in school then you would think that that would kind of uh, allow them a better chance at applying for these universities. Yeah, so like, uh, for example, now in the Hong Kong University of Science and Technology, uh, uh, some of the community service, maybe you're visiting elderly and they would match that into SDG 10, reduce inequality. If you do an environmental mm. project, it will be SDG 13, 14, 15. So they have really linked the SDG to the community service element as well. So not only in the curriculum, but also in the extracurricular uh, activities that the students are doing are now linked to the SDGs. Mm, that's really interesting. I'm, I'm, sa- I'm saying this, that they probably they probably all are aware of this already and it's just me that's completely in the dark about it. But that's really interesting to know that the university, the relationship between universities and the SDGs is now being um, looked at. Um, the, the same study that, that I, I made reference to a minute ago by the, the uh, SDSN, um, they they tried to rank the SDGs in terms of people's perception of which are the most pressing. And I feel like although if only one in seven people had heard of the, the SDGs and you're then asking people who are not familiar with them to rank them, and there's like 17 altogether, if, if I remember rightly, I think it's going to be quite hard for people who don't have a standing knowledge of all the SDGs to rank them. But nevertheless, they asked them, 
you know, if you had to say what was the biggest priority in Hong Kong, what which was the least priority in Hong Kong, do you believe there's a hierarchy in the city in terms of which SDGs need to be addressed more often or or more immediately? So according to the study, which is the SDSN study that you mentioned, uh, SDG 12 was ranked the least uh, concerned SDG. Uh, And even though, as you said, the statistics is not very comprehensive because only a very small number of people know about this, I I, I still believe SDG 12 is something that we should press, uh, we should put more concern. It's something that uh, all of us can do. And in Hong Kong, we have, uh, Hong Kong is one of the uh, largest uh, net import uh, and consumption emission per capita uh, ratio. It means like we are not very sustainable in our living, whether it's like food waste or sustainable fashion. Um, I, I Even though the statistic is very long ago or maybe uh, not comprehensive, I still think SDG 12 is something that uh, we can all do better. And the other SDG I would say is SDG 20, uh, reduce inequality. So obviously, if you look at the Gini co- coefficient, Hong Kong is uh, very high in terms of inequality. Uh, for example, our minimum wage is still quite low compared to the other countries. Uh, we mm. have we still have quite a, a bit of a housing problem, a homelessness problem. Uh, so I think uh, we need to uh, promote a higher quality of life and uh, looking at schemes such as the living wage, which uh, not the minimum wage, but living wage, which uh, some countries, especially North European countries, have implemented. So SDG 12 is, is that responsible consumption? Yes, yes. And so number 10, so the inequalities thing, uh, you've obviously raised the idea of like the financial um, disparity in the city. Do you think there's also, I think within the targets for um, SDG 10, it also kind of explores the idea of like migrants and immigrants and um and and minorities and things like that do you uh, think that, yeah, yeah. Do, do you think do yeah. you think we're doing a better job in the city with regard to those targets or do you think there's also work to be done there um, i i'm actually one of the uh, mentor and like consultant for resource foundation which is a foundation for social inclusion and one of the article we have put out is hong kong is diverse but not inclusive so obviously in the community uh. we have worker we have refugees we have ethnic minority we have people on wheelchair uh, we have people with mental health issues but i would say uh, hong kong is still doing pretty bad job about including them in the society so for example mm-hmm. if you look at the uh, government uh, policy committee. So in Hong Kong, we have 8% of ethnic minority in our population. But if you look at all those policy making uh, organizations, or even if you just look at LegCo, we don't have we have zero representation of ethnic minority in the in the in the LegCo and a very few in the uh, governing bodies as well. So are we actually including their voices and their opinions and their perspective? So that's why inequality is not only um, financial issue but also uh, about like uh, the people's opinions uh, and whether their needs are being met as well mm. um one so one thing that I know that you do kind of uh, professionally or as part of um your work within compass is to work with uh, businesses schools etc and and look at the way that they engage with the sustainable development goals let's say that I wanted to review or audit, the way in which uh, my school engaged with the SDGs. Where, how would I go about doing that? What's some good practices or what's a good way to get started with reviewing the way that a business engages with these sustainable development goals? 
So in terms of the infrastructure of a school, uh, so obviously the education department uh, can set some guidelines on uh, uh, school administration experiences, such as energy uh, conservation uh, or the school building. Uh, the school can dedicate, uh, we call it OLE, but maybe in the IB system it's called CAS. Uh, whether, and I, I have worked with some of the schools in Hong Kong and they have now dedicated their CAS week into learning about the SDG. Um, whether the school set a training schedule for teachers on their learning hours on SDG. So obviously SDG are quite new. So uh, probably some of the maybe more senior teacher, they are not quite familiar with it. So we might want to... Uh, 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 encourage them, uh, whether it's potential teacher or existing teacher on SDG. So, for example, in SDG, uh, there's a framework called the S Sustainable Development Competency. Is how you integrate the SDG into the curriculum. So it's separate into three domain, uh, cognitive domain, social emotional domain, and behavioral domain. So allow me just for one minute to explain what those domains include. So it includes uh, system thinking competency, anticipatory competency, normative competency, strategic competency, collaborative uh, collaboration competency, critical thinking competency, self-aware competency, and uh, integrated problem-solving competency. So whether the curriculum is designed to address those competencies, that, that, that's something that the school can review and uh, uh, make sure, like, uh, uh, I think it's a bit difficult for local school right now because the curriculum is still very traditional. But for definitely for IB or international school, I think there's more room uh, to include the SDG competency and uh, some of the targets in terms of the learning objectives um, in, 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 in your curriculum. Mm, that's right. I wasn't aware of that particular um, 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 sort of list of competencies. So I'll be sure to look that up after after the after the interview and and put it in the show notes. I've also I, that's interesting. You said about like the professional development for teachers who um, they might be aware of the SDGs but not fully kind of au fait with how to implement it into their into their work. I've never done any professional development with the SDGs. Most of what I've I've kind of done with relation to um the sustainable development goals is kind of my own research and and that kind of thing. So I think that is quite a nice idea for teachers or or, or administrators to organize um something like that for schools. I, I would see that as being really useful. Um you, you mentioned there the IB um uh, as opposed to kind of the 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 local school curriculum which i i would imagine that the local school curriculum in hong kong is probably quite comparable to the curriculum in the uk in the sense that it's it's been steeped in kind of 10 20 30 40 50 years of historical kind of approach to what their goals are and what their their outcomes are and this kind of thing and as you said, the sustainable development goals are relatively recent and it's hard to then implement that into the curriculum. But the IB is very adept, very active in finding ways to combine the curriculum with the SDGs. And um, one thing that I've noticed since starting at an IB school a long time ago is that they always talk about assessments um, being mm. authentic in a sense that um, what has to be learned can also be applied to help our local communities uh, not every single assessment and not every single test but that's the gold standard you ideally want the outcome or part of the unit to be authentic in the sense that it can help um, the community in relation to potentially one of the sustainable development goals can you think of any lesser known 
but pressing issues that the city's facing in relation to a few of the SDGs. I mean, you've mentioned a few already, Benita, that are really worthy of 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 consideration. But can you think of any other issues that the city is facing that perhaps are slightly lesser known that international schools might like to build into their curriculum? Uh, I think um, environment goals, I think those are very easy to understand for students. So I think a lot of students are very active on like maybe climate change or environmental issues, uh, conservation, people like know about beach cleaning and all that. Uh, mm. I, I would say I think SDG 1 and 2, which is poverty and hunger, I think especially for international school students, that might be not as known for them, uh, maybe because of their family, socioeconomic background, uh, they might not understand, uh, oh, Hong Kong, we actually have a poverty issue. We have people mm. living in subdivided housing or in homelessness countries. And what can actually government or what can individuals or NGOs or what can the community can help these people uh, to uh, have a better way of living. Uh, so I think definitely that's something, especially for the international school, those are very less long. I think the environmental goals, they're good. Uh, probably in, uh, for inclusion, I think it depends on what type of inclusion. Uh, I think maybe for LGBT issues, now uh, students are quite aware. Uh, I'm not sure about ethnic minority or refugee issue, how much they're aware, but definitely for LGBT, I think the young people are very very good with um, those issues uh, and gender probably. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's, I think... That's in the, the the poverty one, like number one, I think SDG one isn't, I must admit, it's not one that I associate with uh, Hong Kong. So I think that could be a real eye opener um, for students, particularly if they haven't done CAS or they haven't done service before. The idea, the subdivided housing thing is, um, yeah, certainly something I've come across before. But the idea of to use the word poverty in relation to a so-called first world country or a you know, a developed country or city, I should say, like Hong Kong is, can be a bit of a shock to the system for students, I guess. So that would be a good eye-opening experience for them. Yeah, because I think um, I think most of Hong Kong, because we are a very developed city, uh, we we have a very high standard of living, people living in apartment, we have all the electricity, uh, even, uh, so we don't think about poverty as something very, uh, very close to us. Not like, for example, if you live in India or Sri yeah. Lanka, then, you actually witness uh, uh, poverty and you experience that every day in your daily life. But in Hong Kong, if you live in certain parts uh, where maybe you live in Stanley or Happy Valley, then you have no concept mm-hmm. of what homelessness or poverty is. Yeah, absolutely right. Yeah. Um, so what are some easily kind of accessible routes that young people can take to become involved in service? that aid some of the SDGs. Are you aware of any charities or NGOs that are in need of continued support, which um, that you know you might have worked with or been a patron of in the past? So uh, students can work with uh, NGOs or organizations that are promoting the SDGs. So just now I mentioned Resolve, which is social inclusion. Uh, they take high school intern. Uh, for example, in Kids for Kids, they also have a program for young people to uh, actually do a project on SDGs. And uh, uh, the Kids for Kids will provide mentorship and like a seed funding for students. Uh, make a difference, do something like that as well. So uh, uh, for example, there's also another charity that I'm associated with. It's called Kelly Support Group. Uh, we do students... Um, personal development or mental health uh, organization students can get trained as a mental health ambassador and promoting that in their school so uh, there are definitely ways that students can work on SDG project and actually now there's some uh, 
uh, SDG Young Fellowship Program, whether that's uh, international or local as well, that students can join and to learn more about SDGs and how can, they can make an impact. So if you don't, if you go to the UN uh, like a website, uh, um, they will suggest some organizations that work with young people. Some of these programs are virtual, some of these are in person. So def there, there are definitely uh, many options there. Mm, okay. Again, I I didn't know about the um the 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 young person kind of um scholarship not scholarship program, but um what did you say it was called, Benita? Sorry, the young fellowship, person fellowship. fellowship fellowship. That's it. Yeah. Again. Okay. I'll I will link to that in the show notes. That's fantastic. Thank you. Um. And then I think whenever I look, I look at those SDG kind of targets. Maybe once a week, particularly at this time of year when I'm helping to replan the curriculum in English and this kind of thing. And, and you can't help but notice is it's always by 2030, by 2030, by 2030. And um, now that we're in 2023, it, it doesn't really seem that far away um, now. Um, I, I can kind of understand why they've set that, that target up, but um, where do you feel the world will go from there like Benita, i think it would be like naive to assume that all of the targets are going to be you know hit and made or successful by 2030 but what do you think the united nations will do moving forward from 2030 so before the sdg we have something called the mdg which is the millennium development goals Wow. So right now, as you can, as you said, so we have ongoing conflicts in the world. We have wars. We have environmental problems like climate change, big problem. We have pandemic. So I, uh, so to be very honest, I don't think uh, in 2030 we will achieve all the goals and targets. Uh, <laughs> but I still think that uh, uh, SDG is a good re reminder uh, for us for what the ideal world is. And if we are not reaching it, what are our consequences? So I'm sure the UN probably in 2025, I'm guessing, uh, they will discuss what are the new plans after 2030. So 2030 is is, is a reminder for us what world we want to edit. But it's not like by 2030, everything will solve. Uh, it's yeah. just a new phase. And probably we want to reorganize some of the goal depending on the progress. So maybe... Uh, I would say climate change uh, will, will continue to be a very big problem. I think that's uh, one of the biggest threats we face uh, as a humanity after the pandemic. Mm. Uh, but there are some other goals. So hopefully, maybe in terms of sustainable innovation, we'll have more, or uh, maybe renewable energy, we already have some solution. So I think the goals will have different priorities, or some of the goals, we don't need to mention them anymore, depending on the progress in uh, by 2030. Mm, yeah, I think that is a really nice way to look at it, actually, that it's a reminder of how we want the world to be or how we how we should be treating the world or how we should be treating our fellow human beings. That 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 is a good frame of reference to look at it from. Um, I, I did say I wouldn't surprise you with any extra uh, questions, uh, Benita, but just, just one last question. If anyone does want to get in contact with you or kind of seek out uh, your services or your help, how, how are they best? to get in contact with you? So uh, my company is uh, a social enterprise. We are called Encompass Hong Kong, E-N-C-O-M-P-A-S-S, -S, Hong Kong. Uh, just Google us. You will find our email, uh, our website, uh, and you can contact me there. Okay, the only thing that remains for me to say, Benita, then is thank you so much for giving up your time today to give me yeah, a lot of uh, detail, but succinct and um, thoughtful answers. Thank you very much. No problem. Uh, my pleasure.